Welcome to Guarding Talkback on 2NURFM. Greg Richard joined by Judy Sharp. Great to see you once again, Judy. Oh, thank you, Greg. Actually, I hope you don't mind me having champagne today. That's fine. Knock uh, yourself out. Well, I've got two... Only birth- one of us can, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two birthdays to celebrate. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, my Boston Terrier, Arthur, is three today. Yep. And so is Tom Sharp. Scott's 20-year-old. It makes Scott sound old, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have said that in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know it's only water. Oh, well, of course it is, but yeah. it, it could be straight vodka for all I know. Judy Sharp, well, besides birthdays, what have you got planned for us? Uh, look, just a few things we should be looking at. Um, Fertilising the annuals, uh, pruning the hydrangeas, applying peat moss. We did toughen it very uh, touched on it very briefly last week because we were a bit snowed under. Yep. Um, so I probably will pick up on those again today. And we've got Helen from Singleton and she's got some orchid bulbs. She's not quite sure what to do with them though. Oh, good afternoon, Helen. Have you been given some or have you broken your orchids up? No, well, I was given them about a, nearly a month ago and they sort of just took them off the ground. They're like dried up and the bulbs are yellow on the bottom but they're all dried up on top and they just broke them off the bottom of the the plant that was starting to flower. Right and it was just starting to flower. Yeah. Um, now tell me did the flower stem was it a long stem? Yes it was a long stem that came up and it was just had buds on it. Right right yes well that is um uh, I thought it might have been a phalaenopsis, but that one is a cymbidium. Uh, now, look, uh, a lot of those bulbs may not shoot for you. Uh, the, what happens when you split up your orchids, uh, there are something what we call back bulbs. Uh, they could be back bulbs, which will shoot. So I would just get some good orchid potting mix and pot them up and just keep the water up to them. Ordinary potting mix is no good. I've got to get an orchid one, have I? Look, I'd be more inclined to. Ordinary potting mix might be too heavy for them. Um, And uh, just keep the water up to them and you'll probably see a miracle. I find orchid uh, cymbidiums are very easy to grow. Um, they're sort of yellowy on the bottom and I tried to pull the top paper off but there's about five or six rings on the top, you know, and they don't peel down. Right, okay. Uh, see, without seeing them, I'm not sure whether they're the bulbs that are finished. They could have finished. No, I don't know. They were on the side of the plant and they just pulled them off the side of the plant. Well, you could be lucky, so... Let's spend a little bit of money and get some orchid potty mix. Yeah, I will. You won't need much, probably. Uh, plant Do them I put them in a big pot or a small pot? Well, how many have you got all together? Three. Oh, I'd just put them in, say, um, a 200 mil size. Okay. And, and you and I understand eight inches, I'm yep. sure. <laughs> and uh, that's as big as you'll need. Okay. And do I put them close together or spread them out? Just spread them out a little bit. Um, you know, let them touch one another. That won't hurt at all. Okay. Okay, Dake. All right, then I'll let you know how I go. Oh, please do ring us back and let us know. It might oh. take... Uh, we split some up at the nursery uh, a few months ago and it did take a good six weeks for them to start shooting. Okay. 
So don't just, panic, Strafe. If I they don't, don't have to feed them anything special, just feed them water. Oh, look, you could get some orchid... Um, blood and bone? No, not blood and bone, definitely not. Um, okay. There's a product called Flourish, and it is for orchids. And okay. it's one you just put in with water, and okay. you can water that over them every week. Okay. So keep your eye out for Flourish for orchids. All right, I will. Good. Okay. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Bye. Bye. Thank you. So we've got Brian from Weston, and he's got some issues. He's got something that's eaten his plants, but he's not quite sure what it is. Hello, Brian. Sounds <laughs> like a real mystery one. It is a mystery one, honey. How are you? I'm very, very well. You Look, you would have all the answers. You no, don't, I haven't. You don't that's really need... You. you don't need Judy. We have on the line here... <laughs> The famous Brian from Villa Clone. All righto, yep. And he helps me judge garden competitions, so he really doesn't need Judy's help, do you, Brian? What are you playing at? I don't know about this one. Okay, fire away. There's something coming in at night time. It has to be at night time. And there's I've got a a whole bed of um, carnations. um, Right. And they, whatever it is, it'll pick off the bud that's just showing colour to open and disperses. It doesn't It doesn't seem to eat it. It stashes them in little piles in the garden. And it, you know, like, I mean, I've had an issue a couple of months ago where we had some bush rats in that were destroyed, you know, a whole stack of tulip bulbs. They ate them up and they dug them up and ate them, which I wasn't happy with. But I just don't know what this can be. I don't, like, I mean, I've got baits out, I've got um, uh, rodent baits out, and nothing's gone anywhere near the bait. And even whatever it is, it can access, there's a a bowl of um, uh, carnations that's really big bowl and it's full, full, full of um, carnation buds and flowers. And it even gets into that and stashes the flowers in the pot itself at the side of the pot. And doesn't eat them? And doesn't eat them. Mm. Well, well, you can't... If it's eating if it's eating some of it, then there's a lot left behind, and it piles them all up. So that, And the funny thing is that all the white ones will be piled up together. <laughs> then, there's, then there's some pink and white striped ones, and they pile them up together. And there's some red ones, and they pile them up together. Now, Brian, it's my Arthur's birthday today. But, okay. Yes, but he wouldn't, I can tell you, he's very intelligent doggy, but he hasn't been up there at night picking out colours and piling colours together. Oh, somebody has. Yeah, well, it's... it's yeah. Do you reckon it could be some sort of bird? Could it be a next-door neighbour? No, it's not the next-door neighbour. They wouldn't be going. <laughs> Shh, you you've got to say that softly when we're on air. You know that. I know. <laughs> well, it could no, be the, some the, side of... Well, you know, what about um, uh, the birds that, you know, only collect the blue plants, blue anything blue? Yeah. No, nothing, nothing blue being collected. Nothing no. blue. No. Maybe that's because you're not growing blue. Well, I, you know, I have got blue, but there's nothing in blue at the moment. But I just can't... I've, haven't struck this problem before. No, and, and, and I haven't not, it, either. It can't, it can't be anything that's large. It can't be a large rodent because <laughs> none of the plant is destroyed. You know, you can't see any destruction on the plant itself. It's just 
they pick off the best flowers or the best full buds and they sort of shred them and put them in little heaps. Brian, could I ask you a very personal question? And I haven't been drinking, Judy, at night time, so I'm not imagining this. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to even suggest that. Why would I do that to you, my old friend? No, I'm just wondering, um, have you got big cockroaches where you live in Western? No. No cockroaches? No, we won't allow them in the yard. No. Right. Um, okay. Well, you know, I can make a suggestion here. Okay, do it. Well, I think that <laughs> I think that you need to stay up one night and see what's happening. Well, that's the plan tonight. Right, and is Ron going to stay up with you? Oh, that could be dangerous. No, I'm going to put him to bed. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, the other thing I'm thinking of: Were you listening last week? No, I was too busy to listen to you last week, honey. Oh, well, we've had a lot of listeners calling in about something called Wild Wild May. Wild May? Who's she? Well, <laughs> I knew this wasn't going to be easy. Uh, well, it's an insect. Sounds interesting. It's an insecticide, and it's made in Queensland. Okay. And, and you could actually buy it up near where you live. I know you live so far away these days, but um, it's uh, you could get it at Farmland Co-op Rutherford. Oh, okay. Wild May. Wild and May. And it's like a deterrent. It's a deterrent because okay. um, we had these calls after people were, you know, having their um, lemons chewed and was it a rat or was it a... Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know. And we had so many people rang in about this wild may that they use. I might try that. Yeah, and have you haven't heard of it, have you? No, I haven't. No, the other plan I had was on the bowl itself, because it's a big bowl, I'm going to put that somewhere and put a black plastic underneath it and sit the bowl on it and spray talcum powder all over the top of the black. Mm, you could, you could. To but... see what feet come in. Yeah, you could. That might work. But I'd be trying this some wild, wild May. Wild well, I'll May. Go and, I'll go and look up wild May. Okay. And see who she is. Yeah, and don't get lost in the computer, will you? No, I won't. Okay. <laughs> I won't tell it. Okay. But are you going to ring us back next week? I will. I'll tell you what we found. Okay, because next week you're going to have Scott. Now he oh, might. Oh, okay. That'll be an issue. Oh, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, darling, you take care and Sorry. let me know. You can always ring me at home if you find out anything really, you know, mysterious going on. I'm a bit worried okay. about it. And I'm a bit, bit worried about you finding these things too. <laughs> okay. We'll see you later, okay. love. Bye. Bye. We've got Chris now from Shortland and she wants to know how you can keep a potted kumquat going. Hello, Chris. What's your problem with the kumquat? Um, it's been in the same pot for around about 20 years. Right. By now it's probably self-bonsai. Um, but it's starting to look a little bit, how's your uncle? And I just, we do fertilise it and I do put potash in and things like that. And it's been very generous over the last 20 years. And I just would like to keep it going if I can. Now, do you think, Chris, it's time to repot it? 
I don't even... I, I probably have to break the pot to get the poor thing out of females. <laughs> right, right. Um, Possibly well, pot it up in, in something bigger, but it's in a fairly big pot now. Right, you know, OK. But, you know, yep. citrus do have a certain lifespan. They don't go forever. Oh. Uh, it oh, could be telling you that, you know, that you've had enough, you've had enough. Um, but <laughs> if you can... Is it a plastic pot or a ceramic one? Um, it's a large, quite a large sort of terracotta-ish looking one. Oh, I'd yep. be ashamed to break that. Why don't you yep. try, put a spade or a... a uh, something right around the edge and try and loosen the soil. Yeah. And then see if you can lift it out. It might come out all in one piece. Right yeah. hopefully. Yeah, well, if you can't, see, uh, can you see roots coming through the bottom? No, and that's the but it is sitting with, um, because it sits on our grass in the backyard, and my husband's very pedantic about making sure it's. Um, with the snips carefully so it doesn't, you know, get too weed infested. Um, it's got a, a little um, uh, paver underneath it. So I'm thinking, I'd say it's probably very profound by now. <laughs> very. Yeah, very oh, I'm sure that's what it is. Even a trowel. Yep. Try a trowel yep. because that will be yep. a little bit more gentle than a spade and go around the edges right around the edge and see if you can just loosen it up. And if it looks like it will come out, well, then see if you pull it out in one piece and have a nice new pot ready for it. Right, I can do that. Excellent. Okay. And that was that was the most hysterical conversation you, I think I've heard you have with anyone, that last one. Oh, with Brian Bird. Do you know Brian? Yes. Oh, no, well, no. <laughs> I knew I was in for trouble when he rang, but... Um, uh, Maybe I've solved his problem anyway. But next week he's going to ring and he'll get Scott. So Scott will solve his problem. <laughs> no, he's. And I'm a... worried about him looking for wild May on the internet. No, 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 no. You can find it. You definitely can. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and it's bottled. We we had that many callers ringing last week about it. Yeah. So. Well, um, but I don't. I don't know. He needs an insecticide. I'm. I'm a bit anxious about his eyes. I wonder if he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's seen things. <laughs> he, he could be seeing things, you know. You never know. Oh, I wasn't... Well, I'll... you'll have to watch him next time you go judging together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... I didn't like to ask him how late he sees this, but he's going to stay up tonight. So we'll know next well, week. I'll... I'll... Listen out and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you Thanks for the call. Bye. Bye-bye. It's Guarding Talk back on to when you are FM. If you've got a question, 49216216. We've got Cole from Saltash. He's got a question about pH testing. Hello, Cole. Hi, Susie. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Having a few laughs. and <laughs> You sure are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, life's short, isn't it? We've got to have a yeah. bit of fun along the way. It certainly is. One of the things I, I've uh, picked up off YouTube is you can get these things called a trail cam, a uh, camera, camera that you set up on a trail uh, to see what wildlife goes along that trail. Maybe something like that might solve his mystery. 
It might be too, but he, I did suggest he stay up all night. Isn't that better, Cole? <laughs> That'll teach him to be cheeky, won't it? It certainly will. Now, my question today is uh, I bought some organic soil just recently in bags. Yep. And uh, I've learnt this lesson before. Uh, it is off the scale with a uh, Carmen pH tester. Yeah. So, th- so then I did the liquid test as well. Yep. And it's it's off the chart alkaline. Right. Okay. Now, now I need to uh, acidify that back to a neutral or a six. You do. You do. Uh, now I have done this procedure before on raised beds, uh, but I was advised then that it would take at least six to eight months before you could plant into it because of the uh, that I used sulphur on that occasion. Right. And they said if you go go too early with it, the sulphur in the soil will burn the new roots. So okay. I'm, I'm wondering, is there some... Uh, I, I used an acid to neutralise my orchid fertilisers down to the 5.9 recommended uh, uh, pH. <laughs> and I was wondering if I could add that to some like liquid fertiliser or something and, and just add it to the bed uh, that I want to put this soil in to neutralise it quicker than rather wait six or eight months for the sulphur to work. You know what I'd try? <coughs> What's that? I swear by it, cow manure. Right. Well, I've got plenty of that. Well, try that. But, you know, uh, did you buy the uh, this organic mix um, thinking it was going to be better? Well, not necessarily. I just needed to, <coughs> I needed to put it in some, uh, some pot type situations I've got to grow rosemary in. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And, well, look. Uh, and I, I just I just didn't, I learnt the lesson I said with a raised bed. So I, I test everything now before I. Before you plant. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Look, I'd be going with cow manure and yes. leave it probably a week before you plant. So what about 50 50 or 60 40 or? Uh, how far off the scale was it? Right off. Oh, right off. Okay. Well, maybe... 14 14 plus. Oh, okay. Right now. Maybe go go 60. 60, 40. Yeah. Cow manure and... And with the product. Yeah, well, the the cow manure supposedly has been heat treated, so it it should be fairly mild. It should be, Uh, yes. And uh, so about 60% that and 40% the organic soil. And let's see what happens. Yeah, give that one. I mix that up and before I plant into yep. it, and and give it a test in about a fortnight. Yeah, right. and, and wait at least a week before you plant after you do it. But yeah, get yeah. back to us and let let me know how it worked. Yeah, so the cow manure is the answer, eh? Oh, I love cow manure. I've, yeah, me yep. too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, as opposed to poultry, um, yeah. but I use cow manure a lot on. Uh, Plants that like an acid base, so like blueberries or yes, definitely. Okay, okay. Thank you so much, dude. You're welcome, Cole. See you Thanks. later. No, no, yeah. talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> it's gardening talk back on to when you are FM. We've got Irene from Brightwaters, and she's got a question about transplanting a native from a pot to a garden. Oh, you nearly know the answer to this, Greg. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hi, Judy. Hello, uh, yes, Irene. I've been given a, uh, the most beautiful 
uh, silver-leafed uh, plant. It's a native. Uh, I can't pronounce the name, but I will spell it. E-R-E-M-O-P-H-I-L-A. Oh, Eremophilia. Oh, right. And um, I needed to put it in the garden. Right, OK. Has it just finished flowering? It wouldn't be flowering now. No, it's flowering in the pot. There's, a, I don't know, half a dozen um, uh, purple flowers on it. Right, OK, because normally they're finished by now. Um, but if you're careful, you should be able to transplant that because you're not putting it from a pot to a pot. You're going from pot to garden. Yes, I am. Yes. yes, and natives, of course, don't like transplanting a lot, but you are just going to shake the sides of the pot and the roots will come out in one piece and have your space ready with good soil. And, right. And no fertiliser, no fertiliser. Right. And uh, that definitely should grow for you. And uh, I read on the card, Judy, that it's grafted. So can this plant be propagated? Look, probably not. It definitely would be a grafted one. And whoever gave it to you probably paid quite a price for it. Yeah. Um, uh, Look, I I wouldn't try and propagate it. You could. But what I just suddenly thought of, I think you maybe should wait till it finishes flowering. Okay. Because, um, you know, you don't want to upset it because the natives can be a little bit testy. Uh, but I'd wait till it finishes flowering and then I'd transplant it. Okay. Oh, good advice. Thank you for that, Judy. And yeah. just one other thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the guy who's got the, uh, the problem of the night time, uh, one of the things that I found um, when I was sailing, when seals used to jump on the back of the boat, uh, I used pepper. Pepper? They were, yeah, massive pests. Oh, right, okay. Well, I'm sure he'll still be listening. Right. So you suggest maybe he tries pepper around the, his yeah. carnations. And lots of it. Right, okay. And because uh, he's going to sit up and watch them tonight, so that'll make him sneeze and chase them away. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Okay, thank okay, you very much, Irene. Bye. Bye. Not quite sure how many seals are in Western, but I guess give Pepper a go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think there's going to be any, but um, <laughs> maybe. You know, some of these suggestions that come through work, I mean... True, yeah. You know, that one about um, that... Um, oh, and then there was Terry last week with apple cider vinegar. Yeah, that, yep. That was a good one. There yeah. was the sensor lights as well. And the sensor lights. And oh. then there was the other man that had the buzzing machine. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Marion now from Y.E. Point, and she's looking for ideas into tricking her lilies into flowering. Oh, okay, Marion. What kind of lilies are they? Well, do you know the old-fashioned lilies we used to have many, many years ago, and they used to be used for uh, funerals and things, the beautiful big white wax ones. Oh, right, yes, yep. Yes. Well, what's happened is I had it in a big styrofoam box for two... I've had it in there for two years. And um, it multiplied and multiplied, but never got flowers and never got big enough to sort of give it flowers. But I've just put it into a massive big black pot and um, I've done all the um, soil, redone the soil and 
and give it a few nutrients and things like that. I use um, I have banana peels and I leave them in a in a big um, bucket with right. a lid on it. And every time I take some out, I add some water so it's not too strong. I've done that. And I also got a tip from an elderly gentleman that lives here in the park, and he said to me, "Try a bit of cinnamon." So I sprayed a bit of, put a bit of cinnamon on top, and then I gave it. It's, it's growing; it's growing really nice. But there's some leaves that look like they're being chewed by something. Ah, uh, yes, and I because don't know if I, yeah, yeah, they're very broad leaves. Um, yes. But I went over to take care of Scott's creatures at the weekend, yeah, and his whole front garden. Both sides of the park is yeah. covered in them, but they yeah. are in full shade. Yeah. Now, okay. So I've got yours... mine in half shade, half sun. No, well, his so, are in no. full shade, and they okay. are stunning. I thought yeah. he might give me a bunch for going feeding dogs and yes, cats. Yes, I don't know why he has them. Oh. They are the most... They are, I don't know. I think they are my... Um, what they call a soul thing, because I am just so attracted to them and I've had them all my life wherever I've lived. So, And I never took the two big plants that I had with me where I used to live many years ago, and I never could find them. And then one day on the side of the road, there was a whole heap of them growing in, in the forest where we live at Waii on, on the Pacific Highway. Right. You could see them peeping out out of the... So, friend of mine and went and got me some but they've never flowered okay but then again as i said i only had it in a, a small fire iron box so they only stayed a certain size yeah but i know that one day hopefully they will oh his were massive but you know yeah. what i think you need sulfate yep. of potash okay yep but I'll do like try that putting that putting them in the shade because i noticed his are in total shade yep I'd plant okay. some at home, but I think my Arthur might eat them. And No, Greg, no. Lilies are, can be poisonous to creatures. Yes, yeah. Greg was smiling. He, he, he thinks my Arthur's clever, <laughs> but he is not that clever. He, he might go and chew them. He doesn't eat anything else in the garden, but no. I was going to steal some from Scott's the other day because I absolutely love them. I agree with yep. you, they're beautiful. And they were called funeral lilies Yes, yes. back in the day. Now, and the one other thing I would like to ask you, I've got a small basil plant. It's actually thrived all through winter. Well, you were lucky. Yes, but, but um, I had it sort of, when it was a really nice day, I put it out in the sun, and then when it rained, I sort of took it back in because I didn't want it to get flooded. But I actually just put it in a bigger pot, and I don't know if it's the cinnamon. I got like I said, I've just sprayed, I put a bit of cinnamon on the soil, and then watered it, and it's it's coming. It's it's a very light green at the moment, but I think as the weather gets better, I'm hoping that it goes a darker green. But it, it's still surviving. Well, you know, Marion, they are yeah. only an annual. Yes, they're well, not that's a perennial. Why I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I think I might go home and try some cinnamon, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Well, like I said, I, um, he's an elderly gentleman that's lived here for a very long time, and I, and I said to him, Look, I only, mind you, I only have two plants because everything I seem to grow dies. <laughs> well, there you so, go. You're on the right track anyway. Well, something's happening, but I just thought maybe was there another thing that I could help this basil plant along with? 
Oh, look, maybe with the sulphate of potash, but they are yeah. only an annual, so you're probably lucky to have got it through the winter, to be honest. Yeah, well, oh, well, at least I've done something right, I think. You have. Good on you. <laughs> okay, darling. Well, Thanks, thank- Marion. I'll call again. I want to find out about the gentleman next week, so I'll be listening. Oh, okay. Well, you'll have Scott next week, I'm sure. Yeah, so. but I'll be listening. Oh. And I'll probably ring in a few weeks and tell you if they're, they're going all right or not. Okay. I might well, not next week when you ring Scott, ask him what he's doing to his. Yes, because like I said, I've got a few little nibbles. I don't know if they're moths or whatever, so I'm trying to find out what I can... Is there anything I can spray on them for that kind of thing? Right, okay. Well, when you're chatting to him next week, just yep. ask him then. He'll um, yeah. he'll give you all the hints about his garden. Oh, terrific. That'd be great because be- they are just such a... And I'm a bit jealous because my neighbour... He lives on corner and he gets the shade and the sun and you should see him. They are absolutely glorious. Yeah, well, Scotty's is definitely yeah. in the shade. Yes, so. Oh, well, I'll put it back into the shade then. Okay. It's in the shade most of the morning and then late afternoon it gets the sun. So yeah, well, that's the hottest. That's the yeah. hottest in the yeah. afternoon, yep. So maybe I might have to bring it in a bit more. Yep, I think so, Marion. Okay, thank you, Judy. Lovely talking to you. Lovely talking to you. Thanks for the call. It's Gardening Talk Bag. We've got time for a couple more calls. We've got Dave from New Lambton and he's at Clisterman's. Not flowering at the moment. Oh, Dave, how are you? That's a bit of a problem. Yes, it is. Uh, what I did was uh, a number of years ago, probably four or five years ago, I planted a number of uh, grevilleas and clistamans. The grevilleas are doing great, but the clistamans, uh, whilst they're growing as trees and getting bigger and bigger, I can't get them to flower. Um, and what happens is if you look at them, uh, the, the nodules from which, you know, the, the whatever you call them to make the bottle brush yep. uh, are there, but uh, nothing ever flowers. They're not Just opening. Okay, how about we try blood and bone? Yes, that's something I'd love to try, but I was a bit worried that some... No, no, you'd be right, no. Just don't put it close to the trunk right. uh, and follow the instructions on the packet and I'm pretty sure that will give you a kick away. So it's just that they're lacking nutrients? I think that's the case, yes. Okay, so is that a common thing to happen if, you know, like it's fairly clay soil. When I originally planted them, I used... Um, uh, What's the stuff uh, that you use? Uh, uh, I can't think of it right now, um, but uh, it's a clay breaker. Oh, um, yes, yeah, 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 and that works very, very well. You generally yeah. only need to use that once. But yeah, so um, well, that's all I did, but it's really frustrating because the trees are growing and getting bigger and green on the top, but then they look withered and all that uh, down the base. And as I said, the... Uh, there's no uh, bristles, if that's the correct word, uh, coming on the uh, bottle brush. Yes, yeah. The, uh, like dead nodules. Yes, it's like a, where the stamen is, where the bud's forming. But yep. I'd try this, definitely try the um, uh, blood and bone. And on that note, I have never seen the grevilleas looking so good, Dave, at the moment, oh, everywhere. They are brilliant. Oh, like, they're uh, fabulous. Absolutely I have fabulous. Tribe, tribe of native uh, minor birds, and uh, the uh, Asian minor bird has been integrating where or 
invading where I live in Cameron Park and they get to within about 70 metres of my property and, and my natives just uh, dive bombers and nothing nothing comes. I hate it when they chase away the rainbow lorikeets and oh, the rainbow yes. lorikeets. Yeah, they are so aggressive and yeah, they, are. They, just love, they just love my uh, place because of all the big uh, grevilleas growing. Yeah. Well, you should come for a drive to the university. Just yeah. drive up the main road and yeah. they are stunning there at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Dave. I hope that works for you. I was going to try anyhow, but I wanted to get it. I actually went into your uh, shop at Tarby Street today, but you no longer live there. No, I don't. I'm yeah. sorry. Anyhow, both you and Waylands have been wonderful uh you know, experts for us to turn to, and it's a shame that both of you have now shut up shop. Yeah, well, you can always get us on radio. Yes, we can, and that's why I've been forced to do that today. So okay. thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. Bye. Got time for one more quick one. Leslie from Salamander Bay. Got a problem with kookaburras eating her curl grubs. Oh, oh Leslie. Gosh. Yeah, look, I don't really know what to do. I'll try and be quick. I know that your time's short. I yes, do we are. I want to tell you very quickly that it, I've sprung magpies the last two seasons, eating my impatience, and they only eat the pink ones. So there you go. Oh, um, so they're eating your impatience? Yes. Oh. And it seems to be the young ones, and they leave the white ones alone, but they like the coloured ones. Right, okay. So okay. Um, the real reason that I'm ringing is I'm really worried. I have a resident. Um, young kookaburra who's taken uh, taken up staying here from morning until dark. And much to my horror, I watched him sort of dive down into the ground where it's a little bit damp, and up he came with a big curl grub. Right, and okay. Well, you want them to, got to, mm. to be gone. You don't want those in the garden. No, I do it each year because I get them every year, and now I'm concerned about this gorgeous cooker. Am I going to poison them? Well, if you poison the curl grubs, yes, yes. I'm uh, sorry, we're going to have to leave it there. Yeah, well, ring next week, Leslie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>